This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. What's up, people's? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? 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 Appreciate you also watching on the uh, websites or the Spotify's or the Apple Podcasts, if you must, and the, the Google Podcasts. Not the Apple Podcasts. <laughs> if you must, I'm, I my my uh, our, our friend on Patreon is being very aggressive with his uh, with his Apple love, and we don't this is an Android household. We don't do that here. As for me in my house, we, we serve we Android, serve. Well, not serve, but. We, we, will, we will use we, will we use, use Android, Android and Windows. Yes. That's what we do here. Um, yeah, uh, but like we appreciate everybody. There, this is season four, four episode, episode 13. thirteen. We are halfway done. Are we taking a break? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we are taking a break after this episode. FYI. Oh no, I thought you were talking about like after after the twenty six. Oh no, I, I, I was asking if we take a break after because no. we're halfway. No, no, we're gonna just no keep break. It. We'll keep going. Okay, just so keep we're going. gonna keep going. We'll we'll see you all next week then. Also, um, so. We are halfway done. 13 more episodes in the season. Yes. And then we will be taking a break for the summer. Yes. Well, summer will be over by her. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me count. So it's 13 weeks. It's left. one. Yes. Summer one, will be over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll be in like September. 11, 12. Yeah. Middle of close to the end of September. Te- technically the end of September. Yeah. Because we'll, we're probably going to take off. Oh, so it works out anyway because. Um, we'll be um, around around our anniversary. It's probably when we'll be taking off. Yes, we'll be in the streets. Yeah, because they that are works. open. That works. They are open again. In case you haven't heard, um, um, the streets are open. People aren't wearing their masks. It's really wild out here. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm aware of mine though, because I don't trust. I don't trust some of y'all. Yeah, a, a lot of y'all. Well, not respectfully. You can take however you want, but I don't trust. I don't. Let me turn my. My phone for being loud. I apologize. Get away. Get out of my text messages, please. <laughs> Thank you. You know who you are. Get out. <laughs> Get out right now. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get out. All right. So how how is your week going? Um, it's been good so far. I mean, you know, uh, it's a week. All right. I'm still um, at home. This is my last month. No, I'm lying. No, I'm lying. I have I have July. 
but my work from home time is winding down. Okay. It's almost over. Um, and once again, happy Juneteenth to the people um, that celebrated on Saturday. It became a federal holiday, and which is, I guess, sure. um, that's sure. fine. Uh, it wasn't necessary to become a federal holiday. You could, we were celebrating either way. Either like, way. Now it kind of just opens up people to be reckless with their celebrating. Um, I don't need to hear about your Juneteenth deals. Nope, don't want it. Um, I feel as if people are just really confused about how to celebrate Juneteenth, and I think it's it's hilarious to have those conversations. Yeah, it's like sex. What do I do? Like just just be off. I don't. Yeah, but I don't want to see the Juneteenth how do you start, sales. How, how do you celebrate Arbor Day? You just be off. I don't know. Like, yeah, you, I don't. Like, yeah, just, just figure it out. Just be off. I don't. Just we'll talk if, about it. If a little have bit a more barbecue, later. have a barbecue. Just but, yeah. Yeah, I, feel do, like, yeah, I, I, I remember like a one year people were like this. Oh, we're gonna have we we have a uh, chicken wings and fried chicken during um, Juneteenth. I was like, but why? That it sounds racist. Actually, what's, what's you the say reason? That. It sounds it sounds ridiculous. Like is, just, is chicken wings and French fries a designated? Like, not chicken wings and French fries. Chicken, like fried chicken. Fried chicken is and like and like watermelon and stuff like that. I was like, is that the designated black people food or it, it mm, isn't? Just who said that. Just be off. Like don't don't be like just don't try too hard. Yeah, let's let's try not <laughs> just, to make it like try a whole a whole thing. We'll talk yeah. about this a little bit later in the podcast, but just yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Just don't try too hard. Oh, it's a All lot. Right. Y'all, um, y'all do the most. Anything else before you get before you get into uh, it? Anything else? I yeah, I don't know. I mean Yeah, it's fourth of July is coming up. Uh you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of summer activities that I'm looking forward to getting into. Your birthday's coming up. It's a lot of things I'm looking to get into um, on this day. I wonder who this could be calling me. It was a scam. Hmm. Scam likely. Scammers be scamming. All right. Um. So um, we're going right into love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 Word. So, um, love it or lose it for season four, episode thirteen. Thirteen, yes. Um, what we're gonna do is um, the first thing we're gonna do actually is introduce ourselves because I don't think we did that. Hi, I'm KB. This is KB. Yes, this is this is I Mark, Mark Metapoetic Medic. That's yeah. who I am. Yes, that's and we are the co-hosts of this the All Love No Fear podcast. Ha. Yeah. All right, well, love or lose it. Because <laughs> I was it's like, not, we did the welcome, not the welcome. We did the thank you for listening wherever you listen at. But we definitely say, not we, ourselves. Yeah. We didn't do that. The icebreaker that we usually do is called love or lose it, in which usually one person in which we break the ice. Hence, icebreaker. So I, usually we have there. four choices. <laughs> <laughs> we have four choices usually, and out of those four choices, you have to choose one to love, hold on to, never let go, and one to lose, throw away, and everything that comes with it. Um, so Mark has been giving me some very questionable choices lately, so I don't know where we're going today. I'm this one is going to be harder to do in terms of it's all positive. Before the, the, what I've been doing before is like the ones you want to throw all of them away. Yes, and you have to choose one to love. That's hard. This one you might be it might be hard to choose one to throw away. Okay, all right. Um, this is expressions of blackness. Hmm. Expressions of blackness. Um. Which one do you? It, it, it can it can be whether you enjoy 
express expressing it or it can be what you enjoy um receiving okay it could be either one okay um and the ways of expression are one is art mm-hmm. and it could be visual it can be um visual art it could be audio art whatever it is mm-hmm. a form of different forms of black art mm-hmm. uh clothing mm-hmm. black clothing um whether it's um with african prints uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, other form of clothing that just exudes blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is hair mm-hmm. and different styles of hair, or different textures of hair, or uh, expression of that mm-hmm. is what you see. And the other one is speech. Mm. Speech. Because um, we well, a lot of times we always talk about black people, like we have certain things that we say and certain ways that we talk and certain. Um, mm-hmm. They say like which which one is do you enjoy the most? Um, this is a word. It is. It is. It is. It, and and it, 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 it's it's a weird one too. I know. It's, yes, it's, 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 it's a word. Yeah, because like um, it's it's a we don't really think of like these things as yes. like <laughs> yes, this is true. Yeah. Uh, and like and this this kind of I guess kind of plays into Juneteenth, but it's kind of like it's certain things that I feel like we should just. Appreciate more in terms mm-hmm. of black and like not only um, African or West Indian, but also just African American, just like all all forms of black expression that we um, we express ourselves as being black in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe one is less than the other. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking as you're talking, like- but um, but you have to choose one that's less than the other because we have love to lose it, love to lose it. Says you have to, but one is not less than the other. Who made this stupid game? I think it was me. Yeah, I, was um, like, I thought it was you. I think yeah, yeah. I think you made this game. Fine. Hmm. So you said it's art, clothing, hair, and what was the last one? Speech. Speech. Hmm. Mm, this is hard. Mm-hmm. This is hard. It is. It's very hard. But and just a disclaimer: we all think all four are great. <laughs> yes, we think all four are great. There, there are all none four, of them all, I actually would throw away in real yeah, life. All, all four. This are is phenomenal. this is a very hypothetical game situation. Uh, that of like you, you only have three spots. Yeah, <laughs> you have to choose three. Uh, mm, uh, mm, this is this is a hard hard one. I think I might go with hair. Okay. I think I might go with hair. And I and I just want to be very clear. I do not think there's anything not beautiful about black hair and black hairstyles and all that jazz. I think they're all amazing. Uh, all the various like ways black people can style their hair is amazing. Um, but I guess for the context of this, um, I can't imagine... Giving up the art, I just I just can't imagine that. Um, and the the clothes and the physical expressions of what we wear is that's super powerful to me. And the speech, I feel much of the cultural like lingo that we hear and use today was originated by Black people. Mm-hmm. And we come up with new things every day, and so 
yeah hair would be it for me but only because I'm being forced to choose because ultimately I wouldn't get rid of any of them but if I had to in this very specific situation hair would be it for me what about you I've been trying to go back and forth myself (laughs) as I'm thinking about it um I'm I'm trying to I think the only reason why I would I, I go back and forth between clothing and hair, right? Okay. And the only reason why I say clothing Those is, are the two I was going back and forth between two. Is because it's it's sometimes it's not the actual clothing but how we wear the clothing. Valid. So like there's a lot there's a lot it's a lot more in how we wear it. So I I feel as if no matter who makes the clothing mm-hmm. we're still going to style it the way we want right it's true so that, that that's the only reason why I would probably say clothing more okay because it doesn't matter who makes the clothing um, the only reason I, it's hard for me to do here because it comes out of, out of our head yeah <laughs> um, and it, you're right I think I changed mine I think I changed it to, yeah. to clothing as well and and like I realized that it, like black hair has become a protest just for letting it grow Yes, it's, it's a protest. To, like to do, it's a protest to do nothing to here. Yes, <laughs> and that's like that, that that like it's insane. But that it, it becomes just a protest, just to have your hair grow, comb it, and leave the house. Mm-hmm. That is a that becomes a protest in itself. Yes, so that that's the reason why I will say clothing because it doesn't matter because like we don't even if we don't make the clothing, we will still make it fly. Yes, because <laughs> we are the fashion. The fashion is us. Yeah, there's there's so many people I remember back in like high school, middle school, like cut up t-shirts, cut up like just just do things to the actual clothing. regular no clothes. Matter yeah. who it, just make just add the style to ourselves. So, I'll say um, clothing would be my loser. So, what did you love it? What is my love it? My love it is probably the art. It's probably the art. Because I feel like there's so much of it in so many various forms. Like you can, like you said, have visual art, have paintings, you can have dance, you can have vocals, you can have poetry, you can have uh, even like designing, like the clothing and the shoes and the this and the that. Like all of that is black art to me. And I feel like that is just ubiquitous. Like you can't get away from it. And I can't imagine a place a, a place where that did not exist in some capacity so yeah it's the art it's the art for me that's right what I think my love it is speech okay um and I think my love it is speech because of how controversial it is okay um I think it's there's a lot of art that um people create that like um other races will kind of be like, all right, like they'll they'll they're like, all right, this is acceptable as art, mm-hmm. right? But when someone just talks, it just it's frustrating. To them. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a protest to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 it's almost like the speech is is where the blackness is too much. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's too much blackness in the speech. Like, gotcha. like talking in certain slang, regardless of what region you're from, like mm-hmm. talking that slang is just too much. Mm-hmm. To do that, like it's too black and they can't take it. Yeah, like it's it's 
the slang is like is where the line is drawn and and the fact that like it, it never sounds right coming from from not someone who grew up in that culture it just always it always sounds mm-hmm. like I've, I've heard like once in a while um white people doing things in terms of art mm-hmm. and it was still okay yeah it's very hard <laughs> unless you like have a history of talking a certain way mm-hmm. and doing that of understanding language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like growing up talking any, any language. It's just like it, you have to be engulfed in it mm-hmm. and be um, accepted by it to have a conversation. Like it's just it's just a lot more than just saying yo. <laughs> it's, I I I think that's why I think it's speech to me. And and also when I found out how much of our speech comes from um african mm-hmm. african um, different um, countries in africa and how they speak mm-hmm. and like certain ways how we talk comes from that mm-hmm. i think it, it made made me more like appreciative of language and how we talk because it, it's it's a it it was it's such a controversial topic amongst a lot of people even amongst black people about mm. how we should talk yeah, in certain yeah, settings agreed. how we should talk in um, professional settings mm-hmm. in public settings like it's just it's just so controversial mm-hmm. and like I feel like it's the most unapologetically black is to just talk mm-hmm. with a certain a certain twang to it right okay alright I'm with you I'm following you yeah I'm following you I'm with you word so yeah uh I think that's it for Love It or Lose It. Uh, yeah. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments, your your feelings. You can hate the category. That's cool. Uh, or you can love it. That's cool, too. You can lose it or love it. See what I did there? Um, <laughs> sorry. I got to grow up. Um, <laughs> I do have to oh, grow up. Sir, sir, sir D said, um, look at what Will Smith did to the Bel Air Academy school blazer. Like with the clothes, yes, yeah, yes, like exactly. Like he, he, yeah. um, he jazzes it up. He gave it jazz and pizzazz. Yeah, jazz and pizzazz. So what we do? That's literally black people. Yeah, jazz and pizzazz. Um, so yes, that was love it or, or lose it. it. Hey, love it or, or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 um. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I I just wasn't sure what was happening. I didn't know why you did that. Okay. I can't do that. Huh? Is, no. that too, is that too much? It's too much. It's too much. So let's get into the topic, huh? Okay. Right into the main topic. Yes. So uh, Mark and I were having a conversation in the car the other day uh, about our experiences with working. And the different types of bosses that we've had over our professional life. And one of the conclusions we kind of came to is that, and and, for, and maybe it was a conclusion Mark came to before, but it was something I never really thought about until we were in the midst of having that conversation. But, you know, I never quite thought about or connected the dots on the fact that I have had different experiences with male bosses versus female bosses. Um, and even by ethnic or racial breakdown or whatever you want to call it, it's been different. 
in terms of what the management or supervision has looked like for me. And so we were like, well, let's talk about this here at the pod because this could be an interesting topic to open up some questions and some perspectives and get folks thinking and talking. So, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll talk first about um, male supervisors, mm-hmm. my bosses. Mm-hmm. I feel like I shouldn't be the first one to talk about women supervisors. That's fine. <laughs> um, but male supervisors, I guess um, my first my perspective on like how and once again this is a lot of times what I see in terms of the field this is this is not applied to all right but um I realized that a lot of um male specifically black male supervisors mm-hmm. um they tend to be excessively accommodating agreed right they're excessively accommodating to all people because of the perception that black men are a lot more aggressive mm-hmm. and do a lot do um are like not that accommodating or always go like like that perception that which is I don't think it's factual with how many people I know who are extra accommodating it's not a real I don't think it's a real stereotype mm-hmm. but because um this stereotype that we've been embedded that black people are this way mm-hmm. black people tend to be a lot more especially in um mixed spaces we tend to be a lot excessively accommodating and understanding to um, other races' plights and things that are going on, mm-hmm. um, or to women's plights. And like we're, we're like we're excessively accommodating mm-hmm. <laughs> to things that are going on. We try to like um, so like a lot of times people like us as managers mm-hmm. um, because we're so excessively accommodating, but. The reality is, a lot of times, the problem is that we um, we tend to miss out. Mm-hmm. This is what's negative. We tend to miss out on, on a lot more opportunities because of it. Mm-hmm. We tend to, um, because we're not as aggressive on like trying to find things out or like saying we don't like this or like we we tend to create a kind of a hostile environment for ourselves, mm-hmm. and we tend to like not um, be aggressive enough for sometimes higher positions sometimes Mm -hmm. and everything because we're like so worried about coming off too aggressive we're not aggressive enough right for the positions that we need Mm -hmm. or to let people know what we want and everything we're we're trying to like be um, as amicable as possible Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And everything, and the reality is, many times, be, um, in the in the higher positions, we're actually more qualified than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll go home and like we'll express our anger to like our friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> to our wife, and everything. But we'll go home and we'll go back to work and be a lot more accommodating to everybody. Yeah, because we're like, all right, if we um if we're more accommodating, then we'll get to where we get to. But like I said, in our in our being so passive, we tend to miss out on a lot of opportunities. Right. Um, and what we're doing, and we don't, we don't, um, we don't really get to the point of expressing our anger with things that are annoy us, mm-hmm. and like it kind of, like I said, it kind of plays into what I was talking before. Like we we get we get to this point of like our feelings don't matter. Yeah, we get to this point of like how we feel about the situation doesn't matter. Let's just worry about getting things done. Mm-hmm. Our feelings about how this is, how how the world is, how the job treats people, it's not really our concern. So feelings don't really matter. Right. And that's how we tend to operate and it kind of starts affecting everything else. Mm-hmm. It starts affecting everything else we do. Agreed. Um, 
I've had two male uh, bosses in my professional experience, and they were both black men, uh, and they were some of the nicest people. Like, I completely agree with what you said about black men or men in general. I forget which one you said in the workplace, <laughs> trying to be like not seen as aggressive and it's more black men. More, so. Yeah. Like I, th- I thought that was what you said, but I was like, let me not be out here lying. Um, but yeah, they were definitely the, the least aggressive bosses I've ever had. Um, and the funny thing is I kind of felt like their, their supervisors were expecting them or wanting them to be a little bit more aggressive but they weren't and they kind of felt this is my opinion they never told me this this is just my opinion from the outside looking in it kind of felt like they were being pressured or expected to be aggressive but they didn't feel comfortable doing it because they felt like it would blow back on them in the event that the wrong person took their a more assertive or aggressive nature um, the wrong the way, wrong way. Yeah. and then it would become a thing it's like oh yeah you know those black like it's it's so many underlying things that you know I feel like black men especially in workspaces where a, like in the in the field I'm in a lot of there's a lot of black people working in the mid to lower levels when you start moving to the higher levels you start to see less black people and so it's like I don't want to play into certain stereotypes because then I'll never get to that like level where it's only a few of us but I also don't want to seem incompetent at my job and so I feel like that's kind of the the challenge that I felt like my two black male bosses kind of had. Like it seemed like they were trying to come across as competent with running their departments, but also trying to be cautious and not play into or contribute to any negative preconceived notions about black males because I felt like they were both hired to like wrangle certain difficult employees within the department but when they weren't when they weren't as aggressive about hand of about wrangling those people as whoever hired them wanted to be it was like they kind of got some pushback and some blowback and the funny thing is the people who were expecting them or trying to push them to be more aggressive was white women. Which goes into the next part of this. In the conversation Mark and I were having, what I realized is that conversely, some of my most aggressive directors or bosses or whatever you want to call it were white women. But they weren't aggressive to us. And by us, I mean minority, the minorities. Like, 
they would they would do their job they would direct they would do whatever but there was a level of spice that they reserved specifically for other white people that the minorities that worked with them never got and it wasn't like they were easier on us or they let us get away with stuff it's just the way they spoke and the way they the white women that I had as managers spoke to us was very very different like it was very much like it was very professional it was very professional the way they spoke they were very much about you know developing us and having us participate in like conferences and different developmental um, activities to make us stronger employees but when I would see them unleash on other white people in meetings I would be like well well, hold the phones. Like, they are giving it up wild in here. Like, just... But that energy was never with the minority people on their staff. So I was just kind of like, well, this is a this is a different dynamic than, than, I'm, than I've experienced. And it was different from what I experienced with black men because the black men never gave spice anywhere to anybody at any time ever. Like it was always very calm, very cool, very let's just try to work this out peacefully, blah, 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 blah. Whereas the white women, like they was cool too. But when it was when it was time to give the spice specifically to other white people, they stayed on ready. And it was a very interesting like dichotomy to experience. It was very, very interesting. And I, I, I'm like, what what is that about? What what is that about? Yeah. Um and um and then and then also I, I realized that like um and and black men have, have like a Great fear of like I have to treat everybody equally. Also, so like they they they'll most likely like they'll try to treat them all equally. Like if black men see other black men who are under them, they might be they won't be more critical publicly because mm-hmm. they like they have they, once again they have this feeling that like they don't want people to think that black people act certain way, but they might pull a little black man to the side and like hey pull it together, <laughs> right? <laughs> they right. might they might yeah. do that like yeah. on the side, mm-hmm. but like um. Very rarely they do anything publicly because 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 if, if if they already have this mindset that like they don't want people to think that black people do it, have it together right in their mind they're like uh. <laughs> yeah and then and then like what you just said it made me think of something too like the black male bosses that I had like they kind of looked to the black women they worked or that worked under them as some sort of like ally in the workplace. And so they would kind of be a little more open with us and kind of give us like a little peek into what might have been going on behind the scenes with the higher ups. Not in an inappropriate way, but like, you know, they would make certain comments that would kind of make it clear that, okay, you're being like, you're obviously conflicted because you're being told to do this, but you don't feel comfortable because of the color of your skin. Because going back to the love it or lose it speech there is a way that we talk as black people where we can say things without saying anything and you know we're very good at reading between the lines in our communication patterns and so like i i remember having a few conversations like towards when i was leaving and when i left with my black male bosses and they would they were kind of you know talking in the way that we talk and just kind of being like yeah this is what's going on. Like, have you experienced this? Have you seen this? And so it kind of made me, you know, it made me think about the fact that, you know, 
a lot of times I feel like black male bosses, and this is just my experience, but they often feel very gaslit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like, is this happening? Is what I'm seeing real? Like what's ha- like, is it just me? Because I feel like I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that, but I'm constantly getting this pushback or not feeling like I'm doing my job well enough and I'm not sure what to do. Or if I do take the the jump to be, quote unquote, more aggressive, I get reprimanded for being more aggressive. So it's like, what's happening here? Correct. Like, am I seeing the same thing? Like, what what is this? And like, and that kind of plays into, and I'm, I'm, when we talk about black women, we'll mm. talk, do one in there mm. too. But like, when I talk about like, I believe the problem with America is that black feelings don't matter. And I said it before. Mm-hmm. The problem is black feelings don't matter. Like, we talk about black lives and everything like that. But I, I think the core of the matter is Black feelings don't matter. Mm-hmm. How we feel about something does not create policy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> policy is never created based off how we feel about it. Eighty percent of black people can feel this is crazy, mm-hmm. but we have to convince the white people that this feels crazy mm-hmm. before you're like, oh, okay, it's crazy, right? Right? Like, so because we have this pressure of like feeling like our feelings don't matter. We, we start becoming more robotic mm-hmm. in terms of feelings. Right. So we're kind of like, we kind of start becoming more cold sometimes mm-hmm. in how we do things. Because we're yeah. like, all right, my feel so like cold to our feelings. Yeah. Like we feel like we have to, we, we like, we're obligated to care about other people's feelings because that's mm-hmm. what we're told. We're told we have to care about their feelings. Right, right. But like in terms of our feelings, we we tend to like all right, yeah, it might have been racist, but we got to move on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. might have racist, but we got to get this done. Yeah. Like we're we're told to act that way. Told to like this might have been racist. This might have been crazy. They mm-hmm. might be gaslighting me, but right. I have to get this done. Right. I don't have time to address every time, mm-hmm. so I have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's like, our feelings don't matter. Yeah. And it's like how do you how do you provide mentorship to another person? another black person male or female who looks like you and who you see has potential to do great things like how do you provide mentorship when a part of you may feel like I don't know if I want this person to ever experience what it's like up here because this is what it, what it's like this is what you have to kind of give up or sacrifice or whatever to be successful at yeah. this level and, and, the, and the reality is you're trained to like when when you're trained many times from other black people, like even from parents to children, mm-hmm. and like I, I just watched the um, if you haven't watched it, watch the uh, uh, Will Smith and Kevin Hart Red, Red Table, Table Talk. Talk. We're gonna talk about that a little later. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, but basically, it was kind of like when you're training when you're training another black person to win, and you're trying to teach them to like how to navigate the world and like everything. A lot of times, what you're telling them to do is close up their feelings. Yes, a lot of them. A lot of times, you're you're telling them to do that, mm-hmm. and like when, even when you're trying to mentor somebody, mm-hmm. a lot of times what you're telling them to do is close up their feelings because the world doesn't care about your feelings, right? And especially, <laughs> so especially profession, in the professional world, like feelings are not are not welcome. Yes, and specifically black, black feelings. feelings. Yes, like I said. Things change with other feelings. Yeah, <laughs> black feelings don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just like black and, and, and that's black men and black women feelings. They do not matter. Policy does not change for black feelings. Yes. So that so you 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 tell when you're telling black people to 
um, navigate, a lot of times you're telling them to not care about their feelings. Like to not show their emotions. Like yes. I, I had a situation at work where like somebody who worked uh, in another department where it, where I work was dealing with some stuff with their supervisor and the person was very much like in their feelings about what happened and rightfully they were rightfully in their feelings and you know people you're entitled to feel how you feel about about things that happen to you so you know they had their feelings or whatever the case is and the feelings were guiding a lot of the ways they were moving and the things they were talking about and, and just it was guiding every aspect of them in the workplace and myself and another colleague tried to tell the person like you know I feel you but also the feelings don't matter and you have to figure out how to turn that off in this situation because all the feelings are doing is making is making more of the case for why the person is doing what you thinking what you're thinking they're doing because you're you're bringing too much feelings to the situation and you just have to stop like i understand that what what's happening is hurting you or it's upsetting you or whatever the case is but like you can have that feeling one good time and then you got to move on you can yeah. never show it again. And this is how we're, we're taught to act. Yeah. And so and, and because we were taught to act that way, I think me and the other person was like, I don't understand why these feelings keep making an appearance. Like, like, yeah. nah. Like, you can't. It's just not how it works here. Yeah. It's just not how it works. So, it, so it, it's confusing when we're in mixed spaces and you have white people who are showing these feelings. Like, we just be, oh my God, I'll never forget. So, so, we, 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 like, so <laughs> when, when it happened, we're, we're confused. Like, what are you doing? And we're more confused if they do the feelings and then it works. Right. And then people are like, oh, let's, we have to change something yeah. because of these feelings. We're like, y'all care about these feelings? Feelings don't matter. <laughs> like, I will never forget. <laughs> feelings don't matter. A friend of mine who used to work where I work was in a meeting with a white woman uh, who was the director of one of the programs. And he sent a text to me like yo this lady in here wildin I guess she like said a curse word during the meeting and he was like me and all the other black people in the room looked around like did this lady just cuss at the meeting and he was like none of the white people batted an eye they were like yeah 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 totally totally we understand like let's how can we fix this how can we work on this and he was like me and the other people of color in the room was like wait oh damn <laughs> it. they were like we would never even in the angriest most heated of moments ever think to say a curse word and this woman just said it and kept going. No one batted an eye. No one stopped. No one said, "Hey, whoa, language." None of that. Yeah, they came to you like this. Well, obviously, she's upset. Let's let, uh, let let's figure out how we can talk her off she, the ledge. She's upset. That's why she's. And cursing. I remember getting a text like, "Yo, this lady just cussed." <laughs> yeah. And the people is like going up for whatever she said, and they trying to work on whatever it is she's talking about. Right. And, and I was, and, 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 and talking about that reminded me of that. I remember getting that text message, and I was like, "Yeah, man." I said, yeah. And that is not saying that if a black person cursing that, that job that they wouldn't do the same thing we're just told from before because of how things work yeah 
that our feelings don't matter. Right. Like the nation has constantly told us that our, that feelings, our feelings don't, don't matter. matter. So, so we show we when we approach things, we don't have we we try not like to have we, too many we feelings. We purposely enter into situations <laughs> where we're presenting something or talking about something, trying to be as emotionless as possible, even if we're very very passionate about it and we have very strong emotions about it because we don't want the emotions to detract from what we're trying to say because we know that the first thing that someone will say if we're bringing up something that makes them uncomfortable or they don't want to hear they don't want to talk about why are you being so emotional about it what you the, oh, Kristen came in and she talked about that and she was just so emotional like I didn't know what to do she just got so emotional and now it's like we're walking around with the black people are so emotional concept which then turns to people feeling like the labeling you as the emotional person and now there's this weird cat and mouse game you're playing at work with people where it's like well I don't know because you know she's black and this might be a sensitive issue for black people and you know she's emotional and so it's like you don't want to do that either so it's just like black people are like kind of caught in a bind where it's like no one cares about our feelings and because of that even when we really do have very strong feelings about something we can't show it because it, it, it will end up biting us in the behind later on and this is the last point before you get to go to black women and oh I'm sorry and the the other thing I was going to say is like but then the the, the other side of that coin is if we don't seem like we have any kind of emotion or we we actively work to not show any emotion we then become the unfriendly like it's just like we get to that with the black women so like the um Last point I was going see, I kind of messed up I forgot what I was going to say Sorry <laughs> um, I think uh, Oh the, the, the big problem is Is not only that But like Because we're taught To not have feelings matter When we see Other black people Having feelings We criticize them Right <laughs> Which is criti- what I said Me and my coworker did We yeah, was like Oh bruh Yeah Man. We criticize other black people for having feelings. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're like, no, nah, you can't, you can't do that, right? Like, we, 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 we feel crazy about other black people having feelings, right? And it's like we don't like they should feel this way, right? We like <laughs> but, put that but, up, homie. Put but we're that always up. kind of like, nah, 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 you can't. You gotta relax on that. You gotta relax on that. We'll quickly shut them down, especially in the workplace or a yeah. professional environment. If someone's showing too many feelings, yeah, we we, 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 we even do it and we'll do it in a lot of profe- like not even at work. We'll do it at church. But like uh-huh. if someone's do, showing too much emotions and feelings yeah. about something, we're kind of like, can you do this in a more chill, like just. Just bring the figures and numbers. Like I don't don't give me all the emotion with it. Right, right. <laughs> How you feel? Nah. Right. <laughs> Just tell like we 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 get upset. Yeah. So it, it it's so it's so damaging. Mm-hmm. I think there. Yeah. But like moving on to um the counter is well, not the counter but like it's weird how um black women like us black men I'm sorry we're, we tend to be a lot more extra accommodating mm-hmm. as, as a professional. On the flip side, a lot of times when people think of black women in leadership, they always say that they're too aggressive, mm-hmm. right? Not, not 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 too aggressive. Too aggressive is the wrong word. Um, Depending on who you ask, aggressive is the right word. But yeah, but like that, that's not the, like they're too strict. Yeah, they're too strict. Yeah. They're, too, they're, they're very cut and dry with with how they do things. Like mm-hmm. aggressive is not the right word. Yeah, they're very cut and dry with they're how very, they. Yeah, this the is book. the book we do about the book. That's mm-hmm. it. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so their way of like handling it it is kind of like 
people have constantly been telling us that we're too emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we need to be cut and dry. One plus yeah. one equals two. There is no room for error. Yeah. Because anytime we do something, people are going to think that we're too emotional. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very one plus one equals two for everything. Mm-hmm. And and we're, because people are humans, mm-hmm. when you do that, people feel like, oh, I don't like how this person moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they become very protective and they're very cut off because of that. Because, mm-hmm. And like, you like I'm, I'm not sure if because um, like I know you you've had a lot more positive um, experiences in the work field than many I guess people you know mm-hmm. who are black women going through it. But like what what I've what I've heard is like a lot of black women like fighting through um, whether it's racist comments, mm-hmm. um, different kinds of sexist comments, like mm-hmm. on, on both like racist and sexist comments in the work field and everything of how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. So like they become and how they navigate, they they start becoming more robotic Mm -hmm. on how they have to navigate. Yeah. Um, their environment. So Mm -hmm. so that's how they become professional. And so it's just a weird counterpoint of how each, each, um, each gender handles the stress. Yeah. Like black, black, a black black man's response is to be excessively accommodating to everything, mm-hmm. and to like to show to like even though they know they don't care about emotions, I have to show that like I I have all these emotions. I care about your emotions. I care mm-hmm. about everything you do. Mm-hmm. So you don't think I'm too aggressive, right? On the other side, because everybody keeps thinking that the woman is going to be emotional all the time, I need to be robotic. Right. <laughs> and I need like to do the exact opposite. <laughs> I need to be yeah. robotic and everything to show, yeah. not to show emotion, because yeah. I can just show you that I'm just as good as every other man or white right. man here yeah. to be robotic. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a weird yeah. dynamic yeah. Yeah. that um you have from both sides. Yeah. Because I feel like... And, and both are, don't work. Both don't work, yes. Like, <laughs> my experience with black and women of color in general um, bosses is that they tend to be harder to to women yeah harder to women uh, than 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 anyone else I think I've ever encountered and not I'm saying harder to women like they only pick on women and they're nice to men like that's not what I'm saying they're just harder in general like and I don't know if it's I'm sure part of it is, like you said, the women are emotional thing that they're trying to avoid. It's also, you know, working in male dominated fields. It's also, you know, having the issue of being a person of color and people underestimating you. So you're you're fighting the sexism and you're fighting the racism battle as a black female or person of color, female leader. So I kind of get why there's this like armor up almost when it comes to dealing with people and managing people because it's like if like and and, you know especially especially when you're a woman who has to manage men you I you almost have to be like that because and I've seen it a lot of men will show men will show more respect to another man than they will a woman even if the woman's more qualified than the man the woman is more senior than the man they will show more respect to the man in the situation more sh- more so than they'll show a woman especially if it's a woman of color like there are a lot of men both of color and otherwise who really seem to have a problem being managed by women of color like it really ticks them off um, and so in my experience, like the, the women of color bosses that I've had, like 
it's very hard to get to the softer side of them. Like you have to kind of note, like it, 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 it's like almost years. I feel like, but if you're working with them for that long before you even get to that part, because they're so tough on the outside, it's like, it's all about business. It's all about this. It's all about that. Like there's no, like my, my female bosses of color have been like, it's like they they almost don't even know how to have fun. Like when we would have like, you know, baby showers for people or, you know, bridal showers or Christmas parties or anything like that. Like you could see that they were always kind of like holding back from fully participating in the event because it was like they could never relax. Like they always had to be like on. Meanwhile, the the male bosses, black or otherwise, would get up and dance and participate and do whatever. But it's like the women, in my experience, never felt like they could not be on. They felt like they always had to be in boss mode all the time. And I'm like, that seems exhausting. Yeah. Like that, that, that's how it was with um, when I was working at the um, organization before. uh, Yeah. Or before. It's just like, like the organization culture was kind of like. We don't talk outside of work. Yeah. That's kind of the culture of it, mm-hmm. which is not a regular culture of business. Right. Yeah. But the culture of the of the organization was kind of like we don't really talk outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a big thing to like hang out after work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's not a normal occurrence. Yeah. And it's like it, my, the organization I was a part of was just predominantly black. It's just it's it's a it's. It, you have to be if we feel like you got to be on all the time yeah and yeah. not and not being on around your it's, it's just it's seen as unprofessional yeah it's 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 a weird it's a weird dynamic yeah yeah it's very weird and i also i also found that as a black woman the women of color bosses that i had had a had a I don't know what the right way to say it is. It's it's like they had a, a standard for other women of color in the office that Black it was like too. Black men do it too. I expect you to emulate or be like what I'm doing because what I'm doing or what I have done is the way to get to where I am. And so this this is what you need to be doing. This is how you need to be presenting yourself. This is how you need to be X, Y, and Z. Like the the, the non-black or non-people of color bosses that I've had that are female weren't like, like, like they were still mentoring, but they were just kind of like, here are the things. You can take a look at whatever these are and decide what works for you, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't that wasn't the case with the the people of color, the women of color that I had as bosses. It was like, this is the path. This is what you have to do. This is how you have to dress. This is how you have to wear your hair. This is how you have to put on your like it was very like systematic and like yeah. this is how you get on, essentially. And and and, and there's a lot of reasons behind it. Number one. Number one, um, a lot of times I realize that white people don't say certain things to black people in general mm-hmm. because they f- they're worried always time about being mm-hmm. called racist all the time. Right. So a lot of times they just don't say certain things. Mm-hmm. They was like, uh, they might go racist. So let me just right. That, right. Which is to your point of white people talking white people crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> white people talk to white people crazy all the time because they're like, oh, they don't think like I, I can talk this way. Right. They're not gonna talk to black people a certain way because like I don't want them yeah, to think I'm, I don't want anybody going to HR. Yes, correct. So that that does happen, but like, yeah, what you're saying is true, and black men do the same thing. Like, if you think about any black um, 
CEOs, mm-hmm. most CEOs or black managers or anything like that, and the black men that are under them, they usually are similar to them. Mm-hmm. It's never usually um, someone who's not that similar to how they operate. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the white breadth of <laughs> of black people. It's it's usually a very particular, mm-hmm. very similar to how they are because yeah. they're like this is like this the kind of person I'm hiring or someone who because I feel like my formula is the way that that. Black people should work to succeed, mm-hmm. so we should do that. Yeah, um, a lot of times, black men and black women they do have this like mother or mentor thing. Anytime another black person goes under them, mm-hmm. and sometimes that person is not asking for you to be a mentor. Yeah, they don't want that. They, but like a lot of times, they feels like I'm obligated to be a mentor. But I don't. I don't want it. Correct. But like I've been offered, and I'm like respectfully. Yeah, but like I'm so, fine. like they'll they'll they'll. They assume they're like, all right, this is a black man who is a black person under me, or um, who is low position to me. Let me tell them how I've. Let me show them the way I've did to get there, mm-hmm. which I understand. Right. Like you, you want you, you want this person to succeed in there, but the reality is how everybody approaches it is different. There's mm-hmm. not one way to approach it. Right. Right. And the way the way that some people get it of like. Like I said, being more accommodating, it might not be the best thing for them, right? Right, and everything, and um, it and once again, a lot of times when you're doing that, you're teaching somebody how to cut off their emotions. Yeah, yeah, and which which is unhealthy, because yeah. especially, um, do you want to talk about? I, I guess we'll just talk about that right after this topic. Um, the um, because like it, 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 it hands, goes hand yes, in hand yes, with the yes, rest. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll talk about it after the after yeah. the artist spotlight, but um. Yeah, that's that's really what that is. Anything, yeah. anything else on this? Yeah, I was just gonna say I feel like, you know, in my experiences like the my female my female of color bosses have kind of been the harder ones to work for. And not in the sense that they've been incompetent or anything like that, but it's like their standard of what they want is like so high. And not not like it's a bad thing to have a high standard, but it's just like you felt the pressure working for them as opposed to other types of bosses I've had. I didn't feel the same pressure. Like I was I understood that I was expected to do a job and whatever the case may be. But like I never felt the the pressure. But I guess it's because the women already feel like they have this pressure to prove so disprove so many stereotypes and prove that they're competent and prove whatever, whatever, that that kind of trickles down to the people who work for them. And so you you always feel this pressure of. I have to do a great job. Am I doing a great job? What's going on? Like it, it, it's a level of pressure that I, that I recognize that I feel or have felt with, um, female bosses of color versus non, uh, female bosses of color. And I, I think that's, that's very interesting too, because it's like, again, sexism rears this ugly head. And, you know, when you're leading certain, you know, programs, departments, whatever, you have to prove that you are better than as a woman. Like that's, I think the, the mindset that a lot of women in, in the professional world have is like, I have to prove that I am better than not even as good as, but better than a man doing the same thing that I'm doing. And if it, if it means I need to push my people into madness to, to prove it, I'm okay with that, but I'm going to show that. I am more than capable and I'm more than capable of managing managing this team to help it meet its goals for whoever 
set these goals. So it's just very, um, it was, it's just a very different experience. And like I said, when we were having this conversation in the car, I was kind of thinking about like, yeah, like I've definitely felt more pressure, more anxiety in certain leadership under different leadership styles than in others. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so many like deeper issues at play besides just like male, female, but it's, 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 it's very interesting. So, you know, take a, take a moment, think about it. Think about your own experiences. Like what if your experiences may be completely different? You might have a totally flipped opposite experience, you know, given your industry, like my industry, you know, is primarily female, uh, dominated. Um, there are men, but not on the side that I'm on necessarily. It's a lot more women dominated, um, I would say. But, you know, and I work for the, in the public sector. It might be a totally different vibe in the private sector and a totally different industry. So I would definitely like to hear like other people's thoughts and experiences and whatnot, because I feel like it's definitely not a one size fits all. So I just want to say that it's not a one size fits all. This yeah. is literally just me and Mark's uh, lived experiences that we're talking about word, word. right now. So, yeah, that was our topic. Now we are going to move on to... Artist So this week's Artist Spotlight is a beautiful black woman by the name of Ashley DuBose. Um, she uh, was on season five of The Voice. Uh, she has a single out called Intoxicated. That's not the one we're going to play, but that's probably the one people know the most. Uh, she began singing and writing music when she was 10. Uh, and her inspirations were Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, and Aaliyah. That was kind of her first inkling into wanting to be a performer and a songwriter. Uh, her first performance was in the sixth grade when she uh, performed in her school's talent show. Uh, from there, she went on to like do all types of open mics and converts concerts and other activities uh in 2012 she released an ep uh i'm a liar uh, an album called something more while she was in college uh when she was a mom she has her bachelor's degree in mathematics yes god we love a black excellent woman okay uh she also went ahead and released an acoustic version of the album the following year uh, in 2013 she auditioned for the voice and her audition actually resulted in all four of the judges turning around to choose her uh, she ended up being on team Adam Adam is Adam Levine from uh, what's that band room five and she uh, was in the top 32 of the show when she got uh, released from the show she went back to working on her album and she released BU in uh, 2015 uh, so yeah she's been out here putting out uh, music for several years and she's been performing at all types of jazz festivals and places and things and just getting her life together so yeah that is Miss Ashley Dubose. Uh and we are going to play her song it's called better i believe i like her voice it's very pretty it's very it's very you know it's giving it's very nice very clear um i just like her music it's real vibey i feel like it's nice nice let me clean up kind of music 
that how I first heard about her, I was actually, I think, washing dishes or something. And I just let the India Ari album play. And she came up. And I was like, oh, I like this girl. Let me find out. So she's popping. So here is Better by Ashley DuBose. 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 In the middle of a dark cloud That seems to stick around for a while And while everybody's smiling You find yourself wondering why it happens to you And only you and never them But right around the corner there's a place where you'll find yourself thinking Wow, if only I knew then what I know now yeah, 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 it gets better. To my young brothers hustling, trying to survive Oh yeah, this is for my students Worried about tuition, tenants Scraping up past the rent And we know money ain't always the issue Got heartache and heartbreak I hate you, I miss you And the loss of love was cut the deepest It's hard living knowing you'll never see them But right around the corner There's a place where you'll find Yourself thinking, wow, if only I knew then what I know now, yeah, 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 it gets better, oh, oh, oh. it gets better, yeah. it gets better. Let go. 
It gets better. Yes, that was Ashley DuBose. Better. Um, she's got some music on the internet. So just go on your favorite streaming service and get into it. She's got, she's got vocals. She's got songs for you kids. Word, word, word. It's going to be lit. So let's get into this week in the ransom. This week in random. So yes, uh, as Mark mentioned before, um, Will Smith and Kevin Hart did a red table red table talk uh, where the two of them commiserated about being black male celebrities and the things that they've gotten into in the public uh, snafus they've had over the years. I'll be honest with you, I started off not caring about this because what I really want to see is the Will Smith, August Alcina red table talk. I will tune in for that. I want to see that. That's fine. I do. I I want I, to get to the bottom I, I, I of that story. Because you, you like messy stuff. I do. That's well publicized. I, it's not a secret. I, <sighs> I enjoy messy things, especially when it has nothing to do with me. That's the best part. I like I like to watch other people's mess. That's fine. It's great. Um, but I know it's, it's, it's never going to happen. It's great for me and my <laughs> entertainment. It might not be great for them. It might end in a brawl, but I would also be entertained by that. Um, but yes, Will and Kevin did uh, a red table talk. Just the lead up to it was kind of funny because Kevin apparently lives five minutes away and was still late and did the by black like an hour and a half by an hour and a half late and was lying about how far away he was. But black people like to lie. Whenever a black person says I'm on the way, they're still inside their house. They have not left. They're probably not even dressed. Uh, but black people love to say I'm on the way. And I just thought it was funny. I was like, he's not on the way. He's absolutely lying. Let's see how long it takes him to get there. But um, it was a great uh, red table talk. It was a great conversation um, about a lot of things about like dealing with being a celebrity and watching the things you say. And, you know, cause Kevin Hart was talking about how he used to make jokes about his ex-wife and his teen, his oldest daughter had to be like, bro, you have to stop making those jokes about my mother because people are approaching me and approaching my mother in public about these jokes that you're making. And it's not funny. And he even talked about the whole cheating scandal and how like, you know, she helped him to understand the things that you do don't just impact you because what Kevin Hart was saying was like yeah like I don't really have nobody around me it's just my team and my family so I'm very shielded from a lot of public commentary about things but my kid goes to school she has the internet like she gets to she deals with the brunt of the things that I do and say and the mistakes I make and I guess he was like yo that daughter is on my behind she checks me all the time and so I've had to become more cognizant of the things I do and say because they have real blowback on people who have nothing to do with what I've done or said and uh, another important part of the conversation I thought was interesting was them talking about raising kids and um, what what that entails and what they thought it was supposed to be versus what they now know it is. Yeah, I, I think, um, which kind of goes into our topic, but like what I was saying was before was like, we have this, uh, sometimes as fathers, and some people might do it too, I'm not going to just um, put it only in fathers, mothers might do it too. It's sometimes we feel as if like being a good parent means to make sure that our being making sure our kids win right Mm -hmm. so like we're like all right we're gonna make sure you win so will smith was like all right all the kids need that um jaden got this 
Willow got this. We, I'm going to make sure that my kids win. I'll make sure that they're good at what they're doing to mm-hmm. make sure they're successful. That, that is, that's my contribution of me being a good father, a loving father. My expression of love is making sure you win. And I, and I, the funny thing is I've seen this post many times on, um, Twitter, on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram where like black, black parent, black people will say, the biggest thing you can do to make sure the biggest love you can show your parent, your your kids, is showing them how to win. Mm-hmm. I've seen those words. Yeah. I've seen it like if the biggest way you can show love, not showing love to your child is to showing them, not showing them how to be successful and mm-hmm. make and and be and be um, great. Like that, that is what. You're showing the service to your child. You're not showing love to your child, but doing that. Like mm-hmm. so, th- this this is a common thing. This is not an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is, <laughs> is like, sh- like I said before, showing someone how to win is also showing them how not to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because like what what like they were saying was like me being like a CEO or manager, being a CEO or manager or something. They're kind of like, all right, do this. Gotta get this done. We need that done. Great. What there? They like they're, they're like quick doing that, which doesn't work in a family mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, how someone feels matters. Yes. But like, as a CEO matters, they're told that like their feelings don't matter. Once again, like mm-hmm. my my feelings don't matter. Mm-hmm. I have to get this done. Like. Like why? Like I don't really care about how I feel. So you want me to care about how you feel also? No, yeah. this, needs get, this needs to get done. Right. And like the the funny story, like and it goes hand in hand with like the story that um Will Smith told during four forty four. It goes hand in hand with both of them because like in this story he was talking about like how Will Smith was like, "Nah, you, this has to get done. We got to get this done." Mm-hmm. And Will and Willow was like, "Nah, but I don't want to." Yeah. He's like, "No, nah, but you, ha- but." And this is, this is when Willow was doing her hair, my whip my yeah. hair back and forth. Like she, she was on thing. tour. Because he was wh- saying Jaden was on tour. Jaden was doing Karate Kid. Like he, yeah. he basically was setting his kids up to make money independent Correct. of him and Jada. So like setting him up to win. Yes. Willow, like they were on a whip your hair tour. So mm-hmm. hair is a big part of this. <laughs> yes. Because the whole thing is whip my hair back yeah. and forth. So on the tour. He was on, they were on tour. She performed like two times, and they had like they had like a like a ten city tour. Yeah, and like they he performed twice, and at and that night after she was after she finished it, she was like, "All right, daddy, I'm done." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, her, and and she was what ten, eleven at the yeah. time. She was like a tween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, her father was like, "Well, yeah, you, you can't be done because you know we we have ten cities. We have to we have to go and we do have to this. finish the rest of the tour. I know tour. you don't want to, but we have to, we have to do this tour because mm-hmm. we your, your people are expecting you." You're, have to get this done yeah and her, she was like no I'm, I'm done mm-hmm. and she was like and Will Smith said she, he woke up in the morning and she cut all her, her hair, hair off, off. <laughs> for the whip your hair tour so it was like I guess we gotta cancel because like, she ain't got no hair to whip <laughs> she was like no I'm, I'm done right. I, I don't want to do this anymore what Willow said was you're obviously not an auditory learner perhaps you have some kind of an IEP I have said to you repeatedly I do not want to do this I am done you keep trying to tell me that I have to. So how about this? Seems like you're a visual learner. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut this hair off and then we're going to meet up and revisit <laughs> what I told you from yesterday that I ain't trying to do this no more. 
Yeah. So like, so Will was like, oh, so oh, so she's she's serious. So serious. She's, so she said she's done. So I, she, I, I she guess, doesn't want to. I guess okay. we're going home. Yes, I guess that's that on that. So it's, it's, I'm sure he was sick because he lost a lot of money. Yeah, but but it's 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 like you're not addressing the emotion and like we're we're told like no you 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 put together your emotion you put your emotions to the side right. and do what you have to do. Right. Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. same thing. Like yeah. She she was like, hey. I'm not feeling these interviews. I don't want to do this right now because my emotional state is not really it should be. They were like, no, if you do this, you got to find it. She's like, great, I'll pay it, but I can't do this emotionally. Right. Yeah. And they were like, well, no, then we're going to... He's like, all right, so I'm not doing this. Like, I quit. I, I'm not going to do it. Y'all can have it, respectfully. <laughs> because, or once again, how I feel. How she I feel. said how I feel matters. And the funny thing is, once again, she did that. Some people were in support of her. Some people were like, no, you can't just do that. You can't just be act like you're... Like, no, I, my feelings matter. Yes. Because <laughs> when we... And, and like, what what will... What, what, with the situation with Willow Smith, like... What Will had to kind of understand is I'm teaching her to dishonor her feelings by forcing herself to do something that she does not want to do. Correct. And and yes, there are plenty of us every day who get up and go do something we don't want to do every day because we have to provide for a family. We have to take care of things like whatever the case is. So we don't often have the luxury to say no. I don't want to do this because I don't like it or whatever the case is. Like, I understand real life just does not facilitate that for people sometimes. But you, we you, have you to, still like, have if, to address your feelings. We, we still have to address our feelings and we still have to teach our children to address their feelings, because if they don't know how to articulate to, to themselves or to other people that they don't like something or they're not they're not feeling something or they're not, they don't want to do something. They're going to spend the rest of their life doing things, being a part of things that they don't want to be a part of that don't honor them simply because they don't know how to say no, or they don't know how to say, I don't, I don't feel right about this. I don't think this is okay. I don't, whatever, whatever. And you know, that's, that's one of the ways we teach our children to win because we've been taught not to do that. We've been taught to just go along to get along. We have we haven't been taught to establish our boundaries and to say no to things like did Willow die because she stopped doing the tour? No. Yeah, she she figured out what she wants to do. She figured she, out she what she like, she does like rock, she does like rock music group or something. Yeah, but like but, in um, that moment, that was too much for her. Yeah, and she said, and I appreciate that her parents. Like eventually They learned They learned and listened to what she said Because I feel like when I look at some of these Like other Disney kids And not Disney kids But you know what I mean Other child stars and celebrity children Who were doing stuff Like a lot of those kids are like Messed up today And I wonder how much of it is At some point they wanted to stop doing this Because it didn't feel good anymore and they were told, "No, you can't stop doing it." They use they use the term. Some people, you got to do things. We got you don't have to. You don't. Do. You sometimes you got to do things you don't have to. And it's like, no, actually, you don't. If you as, really, as, not as a child, as a child, you shouldn't have to. As a child, you shouldn't have to. Yes. As a child, you shouldn't have to. And so I think I'm glad that they didn't do that because I'm like I can only imagine where she would be now had they continued forcing her to do something she didn't want to do. Because it's like, if she had gone ahead and did it, then they would have been like, oh, well, even if she says she wants to quit again the next time, we'll just push her because she's just getting lazy. And it's like, at some point you learn 
as a kid, my feelings don't matter. What I want doesn't matter. I just have to say yes to whatever people want to make them happy. And that just creates an unhealthy dynamic that people never break Yeah, as adults. So, or, sometimes you have to have that conversation. Do you want your child to be quickly successful or do you want them to be happy? Mm-hmm. And many times they're not the same thing. That's that's a fact. Um, many times, many times they're not the same thing. Um, many times, like you have, you, you have to. Sometimes you have to choose happiness over that. Exactly. Um, like, I, like I, kids have plenty of time to live hard parts of life. Yeah, they should be able to have the childhood part of it be as childhoody as possible. Correct. And and I. And I I think I know where it comes from because like I'm I'm sure people listening feel the same way like they're like oh I have to make I want my child to go further than I did yes and I want them to be aware of the challenges of the real world yeah I want them to go further than that. I want them to wherever I was I want them to go further than that so we push them from at an early age like we need to go further than I have mm-hmm. but you have to make sure you address their emotional right. <laughs> Needs and like make you understand that they still need to be like they shouldn't have, have to be making these choices between being happy and being successful, right? Right at 10, yeah, like it's not that serious. Like, I'm not saying if, if, they, if they don't do that, then if they don't figure out how to, how to make sure to choose happiness, then mm-hmm. it makes it worse later, yeah, because yeah. now they're trying to con- they're, they're constantly like, All right, I'm not worried about my happiness, their happiness, they're becomes, constantly ple- pe- people pleasing, yeah, they, they, and they start going with my happiness doesn't matter, yeah, yeah, and like, and then that's when sometimes depression comes in because mm-hmm. like no one cares about my happiness, right? <laughs> right, and that's that's why I said, like, I feel like a lot of these kids who did Disney like a lot of them are heavy into drugs heavy into alcohol like they're very depressed because they were pushed to do something that they may have wanted to stop doing at some point but weren't given the opportunity because they were probably the first ones in their family to have such an opportunity to be on Disney or be in movies or whatever the case is and they were sort of guilted into feeling like well so many other people want this spot and you have it so you should do it even though it went against how they felt and now they have trouble coping with life because they kind of compromise themselves and their happiness to do something for other people and now it's a pattern that people expect for you to continue to complete so like when you finally do stand up and say no, you get this pushback and suddenly you have no or you have less prospects than you did before. So it's a really complicated uh, dance that people have to do. And, you know, I think as parents, we have to do our best to honor that with our kids like you know you might have a kid that's in an activity like let's say they go to soccer like and then one day this they decide they don't want to do soccer anymore have a conversation about it find out why is it like a legit issue like they just don't want to play the sport anymore they're not interested or is there something else going on but There should be some kind of conversation about what this desire and where these feelings are coming from, as opposed to just pushing them to keep going. And just because something's somebody's good at something doesn't mean they want to do it. Right, right. They could be very good at it and just be like, "I just think this is a hobby. I I I think this is a fun thing. I don't want to do it." Okay. Um, That that makes me think about um, Dana. 
Because like I, I I remember like when I found out that she was very good at making websites, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you should be doing that. And she was mm-hmm. like, nah, I don't want to do this. Right. I was like, but you're good at it. Right. <laughs> do it. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that at all. No. I have no interest in doing these websites. None, <laughs> None like, whatsoever. Oh, I, I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like if like just because you're good at something doesn't mean you want to do it. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Um, um up oh, I just hit myself right in the face with a mic. Uh up next. So as we talked about earlier in the podcast, Juneteenth. Ring, ring with the harmonies <laughs> of liberty. <laughs> so <laughs> If you're all in the um, audio sphere, Chris is giving me, he's very upset with me um, with playing that. So, what, the, what was that? What was it? What key was uh, it in? I don't know. Why was it happening? So many questions, not enough answers. So, when they were, I guess, making it official, the Juneteenth holiday as a federal holiday, I don't know why they decided to have this terrible singer at the microphone. Could no one else in the room have, have like, done this? Like, why, why, why did they decide that? Why what, could, what is this? They, they didn't plan it right. The least you can do is understand the importance of having a good singer sing with three voices and sing. Please, we back. Yes. Um, I also laughed at um, John Oliver when he was talking about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Acting like she knows the words to lift three voices and sing. Like y'all got to stop with this performative nonsense in 2021. It's just it's upsetting me and my homegirls, and I I just don't. There's no need. We don't have to do this. Like that's 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 the piece I need us to walk away from this with. It's like this is not a must have, dear dear non blacks. You do not under any circumstances have to sing the black national anthem. You do not have to wear the kente cloths or the dashikis or the we don't need any of it just move on in the name of jesus we do not need this just just leave us as a people alone and and as as avery would say (laughs) that's noisy Mm -hmm. what's that noise what's that noise what's that noise what's that noise (laughs) because good god Good God. We might have to add that drop in the... What's that noise? Because what was it? What was it? The people want to know. It was upsetting. It was very upsetting. I didn't need it. I might add that drop. I didn't need it. What's what's that noise? What's that noise? What's that noise? Because what what was it? What was it? We didn't need this. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. In case you hadn't heard, as of January 17th of this year, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday... And it's it's only been it hasn't even been a week and people are already doing the absolute most that they can do. A la this um, very offensive noise that Mark was playing. I refuse to call it singing because that's it's a number of things, but it's not that the offensive noise that Mark was playing before was one of the few uh, bloopers of the Juneteenth celebration. I also saw people on social media talking about people sending messages about sales and things. And I'm already irritated for Juneteenth 2022. Because people have a whole year to come with a whole bunch of unnecessary-ish to roll out for Juneteenth. I anticipate Hallmark having a whole line of cards for Juneteenth. I anticipate the car dealerships and the stores having Juneteenth uh, sales. 
What is that? What is it? The Juneteenth flag. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The thing just became a holiday five days ago, and here y'all go. With the, get that out of here. I'm upset. I I can't. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I snapped your phone away. It's a, it's a personalized but, flag. But just the, it's personalized. Just the irritation. It's, of seeing, it's personalized for, get, for, get, so, for, so, for, for Sophia. Sophia needs a get personalized. Get it out of my face. No. No. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Juneteenth has been an official federal thing for five days and y'all are already working what little nerves I have left <laughs> with your nonsense. So I know next year after 365 whole days of time to come up with the BS, y'all gonna, y'all gonna have me tight next Juneteenth. Tight. Y'all gonna have shirts. Y'all gonna have car dealership sales. Macy's gonna have a sale. JCPenney's gonna have a sale. Everybody gonna have a Juneteenth sale. I'm sick of y'all. Sick. Sick. <laughs> What is that? Which, which is why I kind what of I kind of didn't want the the um. Jesus, once again, this is what happens when you have we make Juneteenth a federal holiday without having critical race theory. You, like how are you how are you quote unquote banning critical race theory, which no one teaches in K through twelve education. Critical race theory for people who don't know was developed by a lawyer in response to her experience in the criminal justice field and it is taught exclusively to law students as a lens through which to understand the law and how it impacts different racial groups that is who it's for that is who critical race theory is for so when these legislators are talking about they're banning critical race theory in the public school system they're not even teaching it there you idiot so what are you banning? There's nothing to ban because it's not even happening in that arena. Good God Almighty. Y'all just don't want to have conversations about race issues in this country and about slavery. Y'all don't want kids to talk about that. That's what you're trying to ban. But that and critical race theory are literally not the same thing. Literally not. But it's just the new buzzword that y'all are throwing around. Like, I don't know if you saw uh, Mark Lamont Hill. He was interviewing this guy who's running for a congressional seat in Georgia. And the guy couldn't even define what critical race theory is. And then I saw this video of this black woman in Florida saying that I don't want critical race theory taught in schools because y'all are telling my kid that she's oppressed. Man, she black. She live here. She is. Like, I'm not I'm not sure what the discussion is, but it's like people don't understand what critical race theory is. All they hear is the race part and they just jump to conclusions without even doing the most basic of Googles to understand what's happening, where it's at. But whatever. But to your point, if we're not discussing race at all or we're banning discussing race, how are you going to explain Juneteenth? You can't talk about race. You can't talk about it because you said it's dividing the kids or whatever it is. Juneteenth is a very specifically racially targeted uh, activity slash holiday slash celebration. So what how you ban the, the, the discussion about race or are attempting to ban the discussion about race? 20, 21 but don't states. want to have but, but want to have a federal holiday for Juneteenth. 21 states have introduced or passed legislation in recent weeks to ban the teaching of critical race theory. I'm sorry. I was getting ready to curse because they're stupid. <laughs> critical race theory is not taught. How, 
Okay, pause. The the United States Department of Education along with the state departments of education essentially dictate what the curriculum is that is being taught and tested on in public schools in the United States. Unless you Negroes have been citing critical race theory as something to be taught in the K-12 curriculum in public schools in this country, it has never been taught. It has never been taught. It is not part of the official curriculum. So how are you banning something that you don't even have in the curriculums that you create to teach the students and test them on? I swear to God, I have to leave this country. I can't. Because the stupidity is over. Overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Like you make the rules about what the teachers can teach in the class. So how are you banning something that you haven't given the teachers to teach? Help me understand. Walk sis through it. Cause sis don't understand. I'm sorry. I get very annoyed when, when people do stupid things. So I apologize if I'm yelling or you can hear me tapping on the table aggressively. I'm very, very sorry. I just had to get that off my chest because I've been hearing a lot of these conversations swirling around and it's just like, it's the stupidity for me. It's the dumb for me. It's it's the anti-intellectual for me. It's just. It's just. But anyways, uh, long story short, I need y'all to keep y'all Juneteenth antics to yourselves. I don't want to see none of the foolishness, but I, I know y'all coming with it. And I'm going to be mad again next year, but just let's not, okay? Respectfully. Like, just just... Let's just let's just leave. Just just let's just let's just let the people who Juneteenth is for have it, and let's not try to like over. Let's not try to make this into a, a, a Valentine's Day type situation. Like, please stop. I don't want to see it commercialized. I don't want to see. I don't want to see any of that. Leave it alone. Um, another interesting um, thing that has come up as part of the Juneteenth conversation is who can celebrate Juneteenth, um, because apparently. Um, there seems to be a distinction, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, so there are some ADOS people, and for those who don't know what that is, African descendants of slaves who live in the United States, who are of the belief that the only people that should be celebrating Juneteenth are black Americans, i.e. not me, not immigrants from Africa, not anybody, but people who are literal African descendants of slaves. So Michelle Obama can celebrate, but Barack can't. Um, just for context. Um, I don't know if I necessarily disagree. Some people are upset about it. I don't know if I necessarily disagree. And the reason I feel that way is because I am not an African descendant of slaves. I, the only, I only- In the United States, but like we have our own thing where I'm from. The only reason why so I, was I, saying, I the only feel like I, I I don't have a dog in the fight. If y'all don't want me celebrated at school, y'all can have it. It's cool. Yeah. I only reason I I disagree is because um it's like it's like um me celebrating it's like me cel it's um be I guess celebrating another holiday. Mm-hmm. That I I don't I don't um it's like we celebrating Pride Month, mm-hmm. right? I'm not a part of it, right? But I'm I'm just like I you're an I, ally. I, I'm an ally. I support your ability to express yourselves, right? 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 Um, it's not for me, mm-hmm. but I can still support. Yeah, what it is. Um, and the things same thing. I I think that you can um 
support something even though it doesn't directly affect you. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if I agree with like no one else can celebrate it but them. I, I think that's that's weird. Um, on the flip side, I do understand like the concept of So I understand, like, if people are confused about like other people throwing full, full events for things that don't affect them, right? Meaning, I shouldn't throw a party then. <laughs> oh, what, a pride party? Yes, I shouldn't do that and throw something and try to profit off of that. No, I shouldn't. Right. But I feel like I'm married to an African American, so I feel like I can tap dance in the Juneteenth by default. Yes, but you, you, you and my do, child is half African American. But you would so. do it with me. I would. Yeah, I would. But I, like, I would definitely not throw a Juneteenth because honestly, I don't know enough about Juneteenth to do. Uh, correct. <laughs> so I, 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 I think that. Um, uh, one of our listeners said, "If Ados is on that tip, no soup jumu for you on January first. Get out of my inbox and stop trying to invite yourself." I'm slain. That's that's not. I'm slain. No soup jumu. That's no fine. soup jumu for you. That's I ain't fine. got no beef. I'm coming to get the soup jumu. It's no problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. Yes. It's not saying you, it's not saying you can't celebrate. Like I said, I think the. Um, well, that's what the, there's some of the people are saying that yeah, you can't. But I'm pretty sure it's well, not. Who's mo- gonna stop me? But I'm pretty sure it's not most. Yes, I'm pretty positive it's not most people. Yeah, I was like, I like. I'm pretty sure it's just the loudest people. Yeah, when I saw it, I was kind of like, well, I don't really know if the non African Americans were jumping to celebrate it in the first place. Like my timeline is full of people I went to school with and that I know in real life, most of whom are some version of African or West Indian. And I didn't see a whole lot of them talking about Juneteenth. I mostly saw the actual African American people talking about Juneteenth. So I don't think any of the Africans or Caribbeans was pressed to celebrate, like to make a big deal about it in the first place. I think they were mostly like, well, I'll go to an event and show support if they do in some type of Juneteenth festival. But I don't think any. But like I, I, West I, I, Indians or Africans was like I'm throwing a Juneteenth function. Like I don't, I, I, I don't I, think we're doing. I that. also get more annoyed when like those are the people who they highlight. <laughs> black people doing what? I'm here. I was like that. No, that one black person. This one. Right. <laughs> like I, I, I feel as if it's right, not like that one not, person not, has a feeling like about something. I feel as if it's not a primary issue. Right. Like it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. Like that like, one person it, has a problem. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's that serious. Right. It's. It's never I, that I serious. I don't think it's. With your, with your, predominantly thing at all I, I don't think that's that's the case Facts. um los factos um but yeah los factos but yeah um yeah so yeah let, let's let us know what y'all thoughts are about you know the ados and yeah. the juneteenth and all that uh speaking of juneteenth uh abc had a juneteenth special they whipped something together very quickly i'm sure after the legislation passed i don't want to know what it is i don't want to watch it there were some performances and um one of the ones that was most uh talked about was chloe chloe bailey from chloe and hallie um she's a beautiful young lady beautiful voice very talented musician um she came up there and sang um feeling good by um what the lady named nina Nina Simone. simone and i saw the performance and I'm not going to hold you. It was definitely giving me cognitive dissonance because I don't know if you've ever like seen any documentaries, any anything about Nina Simone 
or you know anything about her work or her music, but the song and the accompanying choreography just did not come together for me. Like never in my life did I ever think I would see body rolls, twerks, and flips across the stage to a Nina Simone song. That's never it's never how I saw it going, but that's that's how it went. And uh, you know, like I said, beautiful girl, gorgeous girl, beautiful voice, very talented. But she also was lip syncing. And I was just like, you're doing so much when you could do so little. Like you could have just come up there, put on a nice dress and sang. You came up there in a a sparkly leotard, giving me formation tour energy to sing a Nina Simone song for a Juneteenth event. And I just felt like, what is the reason, ma'am? What are you doing? Why? Like Juneteenth is a... From what I understand, Juneteenth is celebratory, but there's also a certain level of of solemn mm-hmm. and respect and reverence mm-hmm. associated with Juneteenth. And I just felt like that didn't come it's, it's, through. It's, it's not really a, it's not a celebration of art. Yeah, it's not it's not like a festival. Yes. kind of day. And that's the reason why, like, when people kept, I think that's that's what it is. I think people keep asking how to celebrate, and like when they say that, I'm always like. It's kind of like it's not really a it's a kind of a solemn thing because it's not like you shouldn't have put us slaves in the first place. Yeah. So like I'm not celebrating when you finally act right. Right. Act right. And like, was you, late. Correct. Let me so know that y'all like, didn't act right. Because I'm like I'm not I don't know if um it's really like a like happy they were free but I'm like you shouldn't have slaved us. So it's like it, it's it's a weird yeah. Yeah, and so her performance was just very confusing. And, you know, I feel like it was met with mixed reviews. Like, there were people who loved it, who thought she did a great job, who thought she gave vocals, whatever, whatever. And then there were people who were just like, girl, what is this? Why you came here and did this? Like, what what was the reason? And I was in the latter of the why you came and did this, what was the reason? Because, for one, you are a way more talented and better artist than this. For two, I just didn't feel like this was the moment or the opportunity or the time. And that's not a dancing song. It's not. Which is why I was confused even more. And and like, like she and, was and, singing and, and, it in the it, original it, like cadence and, and it was just it, like it, what it, is And it, this? if you're dancing to it, it's more of like a dramatic Yes, it, it's, 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 just, a, it's an interpretive liturgical tea. It's, yeah, not, it's not it's not whatever that was. And uh yeah, there was a lot of backlash she received about it. Uh, ABC took it down off of their um, platform. So I guess if you want to watch it, you have to find it on YouTube. But uh, ABC removed it from the excuse me, from the documentation of the the event that they put on because people were like what what is this and then that brought up a whole another conversation about Nina Simone and Kamala Harris because apparently when Kamala Harris was the attorney general of California she basically got Nina Simone's estate away from the family and now it's being managed by somebody that's not part of Nina Simone's family and so Nina Simone's daughter came out and talked about this is what happens when the family doesn't manage the legacy because you got people doing stuff like this and we would never have cleared something like this if this was us. And, you know, it talked about how Kamala Harris basically like forced the family into giving up the ownership of the estate to what, what was, someone else. What was the reason behind it? 
I guess the feeling was the other people could do a better job at managing it than the family could. Yeah, but like, how does the government able to step in and do that? Is a question. I guess someone someone petitioned the state of California to manage the estate, and I guess as the attorney general, Kamala Harris was so someone someone, in some, someone in some petitioned way. for I guess based off of like I guess some music industry people petitioned in some way. Like it's it's a whole story. I can't remember all the details, but that came up, which was an interesting like sidebar tidbit. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to read up on that, but that was interesting. Um, so we're gonna move on. Chloe, don't do that again, okay? I mean, it got you what you were hoping for in terms of people talking about the performance and talking about you, but don't do that again, Chloe. Don't do that again. It just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't appropriate. Um I don't know. Did you hear about this uh this lady, Dr. Aruna? Kilanani. So basically, she was doing an interview uh, with, I believe it was uh, Mark Lamont Hill again. And basically, she's a psychotherapist uh, in uh, the city. And she basically said, uh, in no uncertain terms, that white people are psychopathic. Uh, she said, uh, she said some really, she said some really interesting things. Um, she basically said that at one point she fantasized about, uh, shooting white people, which is, you know, wild. Even if you think that you shouldn't say that out loud, sis, it's crazy. But I did think that she had some validity in her points in explaining why she thinks white people are psychopathic. She said, um... I think so, yeah, in response to the question, do you think they're psychopathic? I think that there's many lies. The level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism, we're just used to it. Every time that you steal a country, you loot, you say you've discovered something. I mean, this level of lies is actually a part of history. We don't say that we killed all these people. We got rid of all the Native Americans. We say we discovered America. You don't talk about the level of death. You don't talk about the level of what actually occurred. You wipe the slate clean. You sanitize the violence. And you actually got lost along the way trying to discover India and then you say you discovered something and this level of discovery is everywhere you discovered vegetarianism you discovered yoga you discovered you discovered everything is actually is a discovery and it's all actually stolen and she said we keep she goes on to say we keep forgetting that directly talking about race with white people is a waste of our breath we are asking a demented violent predator who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to accept responsibility it ain't gonna happen they have five holes in their brain it's like banging your head against the brick wall she said uh, she also goes on to say she said white people sound demented they don't even know they have a mask on white people think it's their actual face we need to get to know the mask I want to make sure I read all of the things she said uh, she basically said uh, yeah that was that was pretty much the the F, the, in, the you know extent of what she said and basically she was like these things like this constant retelling of the truth resanitizing the truth like acting like things didn't happen pretending like you don't know what people are talking about when they talk about race issues like that's actually psychopathic and you know people not me the whites were apparently up in arms about her calling them psychopathic and it's like yes what she said might have been harsh but there is there is something slightly psychopathic about 
what has happened to about what black people and people of color have experienced in this country. Like you enslaved people for years. You continue to oppress and prevent those same people who you've enslaved from moving forward. But then you turn around and be like, well, why don't you have anything? It's like you burned down Tulsa. You burned down, you, you covered the city where Lake Lanier is on top of. You do things to prevent progress and then be like, well, why haven't you progressed? Like, I can see what she means when she says it's giving psychopaths. Yeah. I can see what she says. Is so, it harsh what she said? Yes. I just want to Is there truth to it? Also, yes. I just want to quickly read this. It, this is not to pick an opinion or not, but this, this is what happened with the Nina Simone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in 2013, when she, well, when, um, when Nina Simone passed, mm. her children and her grandchildren like was, was in charge of her state, right? Mm-hmm. And Nina Simone's last wish was for all the charity, for the charity that was, um, the Charitable Trust to support the musical education of black children in Africa. Mm-hmm. That was what she wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I guess Kamala Harris said that she, um, Kelly, which was her administrator, mm-hmm. I think it was her granddaughter, yeah, breached her fiduciary duty mm-hmm. by draining two million from the trust mm-hmm. and depositing one point five million in her own personal company, mm-hmm. and because of that. She charged her six million, plus more than two point five million in interest, mm. and their parties came to an agreement. It said mm. Kelly was stripped of her title of a state administrator and agreed to relinquish her rights to Simone's works. Mm. She also was barred from saying or implying that she had any affiliation with her mother's legacy and estate. That's just that's, what it says. That's the wild part. Like that is your parent, but Correct. legally you can't speak on their legacy. Like that's nuts. Correct, and that's what that's what I said. Like I, I that's I, nuts. Like like it's um, it's anybody's. But you view. you can tell me that. But then when you get inaugurated as vice president, you play my mother's music. Correct. I'm going to have a problem. No, correct, and and that's what I'm trying to say. Like I I. I I, I just want to give the full. No, no, no. Like, I, and I, I understand. Like, if the lady was out there taking money, then that's why she shouldn't have been doing. She yeah. should have been doing what she was I, supposed I, to I, do. I, I just, I just but it's like give, adding I, I insult to facts, injury. So everybody understands. Yes, it was adding insult to injury. It, it, the point I'm making is why everybody understands. Like, it's, yes. it's not at surface, but just yes, yes. There's a reason behind that. Yes. Um. Yeah. Moving on from all of that, so I just I think we've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again. Nick Cannon needs to be stopped. How do we get? A, how do we force a vasectomy on Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon. They just announced what two, last week that Nick Cannon had twins. I think Zion and Zillion with uh, this lady, and now he just popped up in another maternity shoot with his current girlfriend who's pregnant. Nick, stop! His fourth child in less than a year. Nick, baby, what is you doing? Are you trying to single handedly repopulate the earth? Like what's going on? Stop. Stop. I need you to stop. I know you got big money. Your money long. I understand. I get it. I need you to stop because you look nuts, sir. You you look very community right now. He, he's had two children for a while because like... And he said, I before. must expand. So he had four children in the last year. Yeah, I need Nick. Just just like work on them. That's all I'm asking. Or get a vasectomy. Just, or, or just work on them. I feel like that's... It's very easy to work on there them. There are options. There are options. That's all I'm saying. You don't, you don't have to keep making children. I'm sure you can afford all of them. But I need you to stop making children, okay? Because he, she, she, he had two with Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And Mariah Carey can pay for those kids by herself if push comes to shove. So it was, These other chicks can't. 
So it was Monroe Cannon by Mariah Mar- Carey. Yes, Monroe and Morocco. Yes. Yes. Then in 2017, had a, had a son with Brittany Bell. Yes. Golden State Guy Cannon. Yes. Then Powerful Queen Cannon was born in December 2020. Yes. Powerful Queen Cannon. Then, uh, <laughs> then June 16th, Zion Cannon. And Zillion. And Zillion Cannon. Yes. And Baby Seven is on the way with Elizabeth Scott. Yes. Who is his current girlfriend, I believe. Mind you, he was dating the model Jessica White when the powerful queen child came to be. They broke up because she was like, oh, there's someone else having your baby. Wow, that's crazy. We should break up. So, yeah. Nick is Nick is Nick is definitely giving community for the streets tease, and you know Nick said Joe gonna stop saying he corny. This ain't the way though. This ain't this ain't the way to convince us, Nick. Just you out here, just. I mean, he's corny. I mean, he's just where I know. I I just want Nick to have money when he dies. That's all, because it seemed like between these these baby mamas and these coins that's gonna be spent on child support and upkeep. Ooh, Nick gonna be working for a long time. Yeah. Working for a long time. It, it's just it's just a little insane that. It says his current partner had the twins, and then there was another child after that. But like, I think him and this lady is together too. So maybe they in some type of polyamorous situation. I don't know. I don't know the people' business. I just know that Nick went from having two children and being married to Mariah Carey and basically doing normal things to suddenly repopulating California with all these children. It's very strange. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that. Uh, yeah, he needs to um, relax. Yes, relax. Um, speaking of people who need to relax, um, Carmelo Anthony. Um, I don't know what Carmelo Anthony has been pretty much like quiet. And he gives everybody two kids, by the way. Yeah, he's he's committed to giving. So Alyssa's got another kid coming. Great, good for her. Um, so Nick won't stop. Um, okay, all right. We're waiting for the next announcement. Um, Carmelo Anthony, you know, great basketball player. You know, like I don't hear too much about him in the media. Like. With relation to anything I know what Two three years ago It came out that him And Lala were separated And then They were quarantining together So there was speculation They were back together Whatever So Allegedly part of why They separated in the first place Is because he had a child On Lala They have a child together And he apparently Cheated on her And had a child With some other lady um, That he's never publicly Acknowledged But the streets All seem to know That's his kid um, so it came to light recently uh, this week that Carmelo had two other kids um, with some lady twins and one of the twins had some kind of health issue and so he was pay- he was giving the lady money to uh, pay for the kid's surgery and whatever and there was you know text message screenshots and whatever whatever and then a few days after that um, it was reported that Lala filed for divorce uh, f- uh, citing irreconcilable differences I'm like Carmelo Anthony has been a famous person for a very long time. And he's been a very quiet, from what I know, in terms of like the amount of celebrities I hear about on a regular basis in that respect. So what are you doing? What are you doing, Carmelo? I, I, I'm just like you've I'm been, just, in, the I, game, I you've been in the game way too long to be this sloppy and getting exposed like this. Like, what are you doing? What is the reason? Are you having... Because you never want to ring and now you're like acting out. Like, what are we doing? What is the reason? The people want to know. Because this don't make no type of sense. No type of sense. I'm not under any delusions that these like famous athletes don't cheat and be in the streets. But to have three whole babies on your wife, sir? What are you doing? Like, the, the cardinal rule of being a husband is don't embarrass your wife. 
Number one, don't embarrass your wife. And you done embarrassed this lady three times. Like, just um, I, what are you doing? Uh, stop. Can you just as celebrity just spray condoms or just wear condoms? They they sell them everywhere, everywhere, like everywhere. Like, just what are you doing? Don't stop. And my whole thing too is they're the oldest son he has with um. Lala is like 14. If you think that 14-year-old doesn't think you're the scum of the earth, you're never going to unconvince that boy that you're not the scum of the earth. You're not. Like, if he knows that this is what you've done to his mother, you will always be the scum of the earth. Always. You're going to spend the rest of your life fighting to not be seen as the scum of the earth to that boy. Yep. And it's like, for what? You did all that for what? Why couldn't you just have done this in a clean way? Like, if you didn't want to be with Lala no more, why didn't you just start the divorce proceedings, pack that thing up, go sleep with whoever, have how many other kids you want, live your best life? That's the one thing I'll give Nick Cannon. He didn't have no babies on Mariah. They divorced and then he went off and chose to do whatever he did. But, Carmella, you going out wild. And it's like, for somebody who's been in the basketball arena for 20 years if I'm not mistaken this is not the thing I should be hearing the news for you about you know what I'm saying like I should be hearing about your basketball the way I'm still hearing about LeBron's basketball I shouldn't be hearing about side babies and Lala divorcing you like what what is this 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 is embarrassing you look nuts like nuts like I, I don't know if LeBron cheated or not, but you just don't hear about it. You don't hear about it. <laughs> you like, don't hear what, about it. What's key? You don't hear about it. Yes, and if he has, Savannah don't look like she plays. So if he does, he's smarter about it. But I this ain't like I, I, I don't believe that she doesn't know. Yeah, if she does. But I do. But again, hear, if he's doing it, he's at least respecting the don't embarrass my wife. <laughs> at least he's doing that at the minimum. <laughs> he's respecting the don't embarrass my wife. And I think that that's like that's all most women want. Don't embarrass me. Like I, I, I'm not. I don't think most women are in, in support of being cheated on. But it's like if it's gonna happen, don't embarrass me. Don't have me out here looking dumb, looking wild, because you you out here just doing some stuff. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, like, um, and LeBron knows Jay Z, so he knows how NDA works. Right. Like, he know how to finesse the situation. <laughs> he, know, he knows how NDA works. Right. I'm sure LeBron has been in them streets, but you ain't never going to hear about it. Yeah. Pretty sure, like, before we move to this room, do you want to sign this document for us? It is June 21st of 2021. Beyonce told us about Becky with the good hair back in 2016. We still don't know who it is. Still. <laughs> Becky ain't came out and said nothing. The Carters ain't be, came out and said nothing. Be, I, I, the I, only I, person who know who Becky is is Becky. I, I feel as if before <laughs> even things happened, they were like, "Don't you want to sign this paperwork?" Like, and given the fact that Beyonce told us about Becky in 2016, who knows when Becky happened? Becky could have happened in 2011, and they was just telling us then. Come on now, just just go on. I feel like things happened like back when like Wendy Long came out because she looked she looked. She, she, crazy. she, she was crazy. giving crazy. She looked crazy and angry then. So. Yeah, she was giving crazy. So something, something think, was definitely I think taking place. Alarm is when things were happening because she, she looked crazy and angry. Yeah, it was like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> she looked, she looked quite crazy I'm and angry. Like, Beyonce got to go get some help. She looks crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you going outside, Carmelo? This ain't, this ain't how I want to see it for you. This ain't how I want to see it for you. All right, we have to get out. Yes. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Meg Thee Stallion put out um, a song 
Fat-ish A couple weeks ago um, You know it's, it's a song um, It sounds like Megan Thee Stallion songs um, And apparently Also uh, As a follow-up I suppose Or not as a follow-up But you know Just you know It happened after Tory Lanez Her alleged shooter um, Put out a song With the baby on it And I guess Megan was upset Because her and the baby Are friends And she was like Well how are you gonna make a song with this guy who shot me And you know people were kind of like Well a song is a song a bag is a bag Why the baby gotta stop Getting money because of something that happened with you And this guy Allegedly that didn't have nothing to do With him and you know That was the back and forth then partisan Fontaine who is uh, uh, Megan's new man Came in and was like nah The baby wild he a clown for doing it so now it seems like there is a potential new beef ablaze. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on, on what you think about the matter. Do you feel like the baby should not have done the song if him and Megan are friends because of what allegedly happened? Or do you think, I, I think he, did, he, did, he was like, this ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to get my money and go on about my business. I think the reality is um, Meg just thought they were closer friends than they were. I think that's, I think that, that's the, that's the, that's the, um, Concern, I think, with friendships and with like a lot of times when people have friends, I, f- I feel like what someone else thinks of what us as friends are, mm-hmm. the other person doesn't, and that's right. really why why friends like clash. Because like yeah. my feeling is like where we are in a friendship and what we do, will do or not do as friends, is not the same as how you feel. Right. So I feel as if as a friend that you wouldn't do something like that because it would bother me. Mm-hmm. And you're in your mind. I don't feel that way, right? Right. <laughs> so right. they're just not that at, in their mind. They weren't the same level of friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's 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 how that goes. Um, it happens with regular people all the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel like, like as, there's, there's, there's no there's no friend contracts. Yeah, there are no friend contracts. So people just assume. Yeah, and, and people don't have the conversation about like. So as a friend, let's figure out how we will approach you. <laughs> like right. a version of what, like the friend is such a nuanced word. Mm-hmm. Like a version of what friend means is different. Yeah, um, you know, Meg is my fellow Aquarian sister, so you know I stand. Um, but I also anyway, but I also recognize that she's in her twenties, and I think in your twenties you also have a very high hope about people's. Integrity, and when you consider as friends. Some, as friends, and when you consider someone to be Aquarius, don't consider a lot of people as friends. As friends, so if you consider some, if I if I consider someone a friend, and they do something that to me feels like they're choosing the side of the ops, I'm going to be very hurt by that. I'm yeah, going to take that very 26. personally, huh? She's 26. Yeah, I'm going to feel a way about that. As she gets older, I feel like she'll be able to look back at that and just kind of be like, well, it is what it is. But I I understand where she's coming from in the moment of feeling like, I really thought you was my guy. Like, why would you go do something with this? But then the thing that I think women also need to kind of understand about men is that men don't be caring about the back and forth, the like, like, a lot of men have a this didn't have nothing to do with me. This ain't my business. This ain't my problem. I, I feel as if that's, that's I'm going to just move around. I think what you're saying is based off of the level of friendship though. Because even with guys, like 
if like if if if, if I have a friend who's a guy, mm-hmm. and like I found out the other guy punched him in the face, and like but they're still not cool, like I can't like how I approach him is going to be a little different depending on how close I am with the person. If it's just an associate, like I don't really talk to you like that. I don't, like we just we just say hi and bye. It's a little different. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really associated with it. Like right. I'm not really part of that. Right. If we close, then we. It's just it's just a level of friendship. Like I don't I don't think it's a guy girl. Thing. It's just level of friendship thing. I don't like the baby. Like, the, the reason I say I think it's a guy and girl thing because I feel like women are more likely to just like oh my friend don't fool with you no more I don't fool with you no more like we're we're more inclined to, to go that route over our friendships men are not like that for the most part to where it's like if you and one of your friends have a beef with another or if, if you and one of your friends fall out in your group of friends you not you might not necessarily expect your other friends to not be friends with that person anymore with, that's different women that's kind different. of have an expectation of if me and somebody fall out me and all my friends are now enemies with that person that's what I expect men are a little, to me I feel like men are a little more fluid still, on that as a concept think, I still think it depends on the drasticness of the situation yes it depends on the drasticness of the situation because, and it depends on shooting is a big is a drastic situation right that, that, and that, so that, she that's fe- a situation where someone and so she feels like there's a hard line yeah and there's a side to be chosen correct like and I, I feel as if guys would feel that with, if someone felt like they shot somebody I felt right. it's a little different right so I guess to her by the baby doing the song with him she feels like oh so you don't think you really shot me you think I'm making Correct. this up? You think you think you made it up, or you feel like that's not a hard, that's, that's not a hard enough reason? Well, that's not a big enough reason. If, if someone shot my friend, mm-hmm. it's, it, that is a like. It's not just like y'all have a falling out, right? Like, someone got shot, right? Like there was just a hostage. falling out. Falling out is one thing. If yeah. it's a falling out, then yeah, like uh, right. Y'all just I'm, I'm not really. Mm-hmm. Someone shot somebody. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's a slightly a, it's a, it's different, a different situation. Conversation. Yeah, it's a slightly different situation. But yeah, right. uh, I, I thought that was very interesting. I was like, oh, look at Partisan stepping up his, his girl. We appreciate it. Right. I still think he's crazy, but you know. Whatever. I have to leave it. Yes, it. yes, you do. Um, so last thing, new music. So her finally put out an album, uh, Back of My Mind. This is one like six Grammys, but didn't have man album in sight. She was just giving us EPs and Lucy's. But so she's finally put out her debut album called Back of My Mind. Um, the big homie Gucci. Gucci Mane put out an album. Gucci Gucci Mane has got to be the most producingest rapper of all time. Gucci Mane got so much music out. Like Gucci Mane put out two, three albums a year, son. Yeah. No joke. But he has one out. It's called Ice Daddy. Um, I think it's a play on the fact that his child's name is Ice and he's his daddy. So Ice Daddy. But he's also the Ice Daddy because have you ever seen Gucci Mane outside? He be having on mad diamonds, yeah. like just chain, ring, necklace, all type of thing. And um, Moo Moo Fresh, we played her yeah. here um, last season, maybe. Yeah. Uh, as one of our featured artists, she has an album out called Queen of Culture as well. So if you're looking for some music, that's some stuff to get into. It's giving you know different types of vibes, you know. So yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, that's our new music, and uh, yeah, we over the two hour mark. We haven't done a two hour podcast in a minute, so we gonna pack this thing up. We don't take it home. So thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for engaging with us. We love you. We appreciate you. And until next time, we bid Bid you you good folks adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy.
yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, it's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.